You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're in the middle of the fifth chapter. We're going to deal with the question of how you can take title over an object that you can't see and touch. And we've already learned it's a, it's a fundamental axiom of civil law in halacha that in order to take title of a movable object, you need to actually pick it up and move it. So title over land is different. Title over land, you can transfer with the deed. But title over a movable object has to be passed by picking up the object and moving it. And we're going to deal in this part of the chapter with with Maser Sheni, which has already been designated and separated. So it's already been separated, but it hasn't yet been transferred to its new owner. And of course, the time of removal has arrived. We learned at the beginning of the chapter that, and, and we confirmed yesterday, that on the first, before the first day of Pesach, we, on the third year, we have to remove all the holy stuff from our house. We have to give away all the Maser Sheni that, we, that we've designated. So what are we going to do if we are remote? And the Mishnah begins, Someone who, whose produce was far away from him, has to designate it by name and designate by name those who are going to receive it. And the Mishnah is going to explain how this is going to work, taking the example of the elders who are on a ship. Now, there are famous stories of the elders traveling to Rome to visit the emperor. Maybe this is this is such an occasion. We, we don't know. But for whatever reason, there is an occasion when Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Gamliel are all on a ship. They're all traveling somewhere. This is probably the famous journey to Rome. And the time comes towards the first day of Pesach, and they need to hand out their Maser Sheni, which they've already separated and designated. And the Mishnah explains, It just so happened that Rabban Gamliel and the elders were going in a ship. So this is what they're going to do. The tithe which I... I'm going to measure out in the future. In other words, I've already designated, but I'm already going to, I'm going to measure it out to its recipients. It's given to Joshua. Now, Joshua is a levy. Right? It's always good to travel with a levy if you want to get rid of your master. It's given to Joshua and its location is leased to him. So we cannot... Joshua can't pick up the Maser, which he's going to take possession of, but he's going to rent the place where it's at. So he's actually going to take possession of the location where it's at, and by that means he's going to take possession of the commodity. This works, by the way, in French law as well. If you own the place where the commodity is sitting, you can, um, you can own the commodity. And then he goes on. A different tithe which I'm going to hand which I'm going to measure out in future. Akiva is in charge of 
the funds for the poor. So the second tithe, which I'm going to measure out, and this is maser ani, maser for the poor, I'm going to, I'm going to give to Akiva ben Yosef, and I'm going to lease him the place where it's sitting. And now, Rabbi Yoshua, who's received the first tithe, the tithe for the Levi, he comes in and says, Asur shiani atid lamod, the tithe which I'm going to give. And remember, he has to give trumat maser. He has to give 10% of the 10% to a Kohen. Asur shiani atid lamod, the tithe which I'm going to hand out, natun le'el azar ben azaria, who, thank heavens, is a Kohen. Always travel, by the way, with a Kohen and a Levi if you need to go anywhere. And its place is rented to him. And they, they took rent one from the other. So that's how they fulfilled their obligations the day before the first day of Pesach. They've given away all of the Maser Sheni which, and the Maser actually, which needs to be taken out of the house. And then they're ready to make the confession. And we learnt. Uh, we, we actually read the Pasuk last Shabbat. I'm just going to remind you now. We, they, um, ve'amar, the, the Pasuk says, Hashem kodesh mina bayit. I, You shall say before God, I have removed the holy stuff from the house and I've given, it, given them to the Levi and the stranger, the orphan and the widow. This is the confession. It's called Vidui Maser, the confession of the Maser. And the Mishnah in Sota, the first Mishnah in the seventh chapter of Sofa, gives a list of things that you have to recite um, Doraita. These are biblical commands to recite. And the Mishnah is going to explain which can be recited in any language and which can be recited in Hebrew which have to be recited in Hebrew. And it's very interesting that the Vidui Maser comes among the things which can be recited in any language, like the Shema, like the Tefillah. Elu Nemorim B'chol Hashon, Parashat Sota, that's connected with Sota. Vidui Maser, it's the first on the list. And then Kriyat Shema, Utfilah, Birkat Amazon. All of these things can be recited in any language. So how's, how are we going to make the Vidui Maser? Well, the Mishnah continues back to Maser Sheni. This is the Mincha on the last festival day. This is the last festival day of Pesach. So we've got rid of everything from our house before the first day of Pesach. And at Mincha on the last day, we're going to make the confession. How does it work? Biarti hakodesh minabite. I've got everything out of the house. This refers to Maser Sheni and, by the way, the fruit of plants in their fourth year. Remember, we began this chapter with plants which are in their fourth year, which are not Oralai anymore, but they aren't edible either. You have to eat them in, in Jerusalem. Nutativ la Levi. Remember, the text says Vegam Nutativ. And the Mishnah says just Nutativ. Nutativ la Levi. This is the first Maser which goes to a Levi. The Mishnah doesn't quote the, the word Vegam at also because it's going to drush that differently. Vegam Natativ, 
Now we're going to drush the vegam. Vegam nesativ zo truma u trumat maser. This is truma and trumat maser, which goes to a kohen. Lager la yatom vila amanaze maser aniv to the stranger, the orphan, and the widow. This refers to the ties of the poor. This is a lot, actually. Ze maser ani haleket vehashichra vehapea. This refers to the to everything that we give to the poor, even though the gleanings and the forgotten sheaves and the corners of the field aren't actually necessary for the vidui. And then, minhabait, the last words of the confession, minhabait from the house. This refers to chala, and chala is actually the next masechet in the. Uh, tractate of Zeraim. So the next Masechet we're going to go to is Chala. And the confession goes on. This is this part is now just a straight uh, quotation from the Halachic Midrash, the, the Sifrei on Devarim. According to all the commandments which you commanded, that refers to taking Maser Sheni. If you take Maser Sheni before the first tithe, you can't make the confession. Remember, we learnt the hierarchy of tithes. And Maser, the first Maser, which goes to Levi, comes before Maser Sheni. That means, I haven't set aside one kind for a different kind. We learnt all of these halachot at the beginning of Masrot. We can't take ma'aser from one kind for a different kind or from food which is plucked for food joined to the soil or the other way around from joined to the soul, soil for plucked or new for old or old for new. We learned all these halachot at the beginning of the tractate of masrot. And we're now going to remember them as we explain the vidui. And then velo shechachti, finally, velo shechachti, lo shechachti, mi levarachecha, I haven't forgotten to bless you. I haven't forgotten to bless you or to mention your name over it. In other words, this whole, we have to, we recite a bracha when we take maser. We don't do this blindly, but we do it thoughtfully. And again, we're recalling the first things that we learned at the beginning of the tractate of Masrot, that intention and thought are absolutely critical to separation of maser. Now, we're stopping in the middle of the explanation of the vidui. Tomorrow we'll learn the last, so we're getting very close to the end of the tractate and the end of the chapter. And tomorrow we will just finish off learning about the text of the vidui and how it relates back to the Mishnah. But I'll stop here for now. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.